Hello, dear friends, the news with Dr. Michael Lightman. Hello. I read this article. It's called The Future World. Someone writes about such things still? Yeah, yeah. They say, all all predictions about the future world come down to robotization. A person will be completely removed from production. He'll receive a basic income for a living and a little entertainment. Under these conditions, each person is his own master. If you want to study, study. If you want more basic income, get a job. Free from everyday worries, a person will be able to engage in creativity. And all this paradise is possible by 2050. All forecasts agree on one thing. Philosophers fantasize, but politicians realize. And the question in the article is, are we really going to give our lives to to politicians? That's good. I like it. And my question is, why are we giving our lives to politicians? Not to politicians and not to philosophers. No, of course not. Philosophers, they can contemplate. Who are we giving our life to? To politicians, or we're not giving it, they're taking it and paying no attention to us. So, you know, we can't say that we give. So why do we yield? Why can they so freely take it? They don't ask us. So why? That's the question. Because it's the life of our children and our own life. Well, uh, it's necessary to find that moment where you give and to try to make it not happen. Is it in man's ability not to come under this pave ruler? It's a battle. It's a fight. There needs to be a fight, a struggle in humanity. It's a serious revolution. There's nothing you can do about it. And that's bad. But I think that we can achieve victory. Why do politicians have so much power that they can take someone's life even? Politics are based on the egoism of man and humanity. They're the biggest egoists. Right. They don't hide it. They fight for it among themselves and build this kind of society which is completely egoistic, that's under them. Right. And therefore they know how to lie. They know how to do whatever. They understand each other about how do they need to work in order not to lose their power. And when they come to power, you know, then it simply goes from one politician to another. So, they they play out this act. Yeah, they perfectly know what they need to do in order for everyone to stay in the game. Okay, we're in this game, and you're saying that a revolution is possible. We can come out of this game. We can come out of this game only if we educate the people. 
they're not interested in that. Politicians by no means want to educate the population, the people. That's interesting. Politicians aren't interested in nothing. Either the population votes as we want, or there will be fascism, dictatorship, as we say too. Right, of course. So, still, a revolution is possible. So, in what case? To get organized from beneath or... Well, actually, when from below there's an understanding that there's no other way, that only a clear, consistent war where you need to see, not hear, but see the actions of politicians, which will appear one way or another, these, those. At some point, you'll have to see their actions as creating connection between the members of society, between people that destroy the connection, you mean. I don't exactly understand. I'm supposed to see what, when? When I'm supposed to see that appear there appear politicians that can organize connections, such a connection in society that will be good and healthy. So these are the politicians that I need to cling to. Yeah. And these kinds of politicians actually don't exist. There was one of them in general, and he wasn't that successful. His name was Carl. I told him that, my friend, you're touching on something not so good. People won't understand you, will distort you, and nothing good will come as a result. He told me, don't worry, I'm not the first. Before me, there was another one, and more than one. And after me, there will be two. So they came, they distorted his entire theory. Yeah, distorted it all. He, he wasn't even really an economist. Yeah, but his book, you can find it in every house. Yeah, but in general, I'd say that he's more of a historian. But history, too, kind of, didn't turn so good out, didn't turn so well out either. So Karl Marx wasn't able to do anything either. No, he cooked up a good story. Good one. And to this day, many follow him. But eventually, it's not based on the right facts, on historic facts, and historic facts need to be based on natural concepts of the development of mankind. And the upper force, he, he didn't want to get involved in that. Yeah, yeah, in this regard, he was a very limited person. He didn't come to that. And that's the main factor. Yeah, yeah, that's the main thing, that there is an upper force that determines, that directs all of human creation. 
all of human development. And everything needs to be directed toward connection with it. Yes, connecting with them, and that all the connections between people eventually need to disclose the connection with the upper between them. Meaning the attainment of the Creator needs to be put at the top of all of man's activity. So at the basis of all education programs, all rules, laws, yes, in society, in government, in family, the development of the world, everything. When you're talking about attaining the Creator or coming closer to Him, for an ordinary person, how can you explain that to an ordinary person? Very simple. We need to have such ties between us, between all of us, such that would, in it, you'd reveal the Creator that's hiding among us. And He wants that connection. He wants that connection. He's waiting for it, in which He'll be able to reveal Himself. So that's why you're repeating all the time to, go, to come to a good connection. Yeah, by the way, this morning we went over it. Yeah, this morning we dedicated the entire morning to it on the daily Kabbalah lesson. Okay, so the new politician who would want to have education is such that would lead to that good connection. Yeah, and by that he will take away the power from the egoistic politicians. He'll leave no room for them. He'll have to show, he'll have to explain to everyone. All parts of the nation, all nations, that this is the communism that Karolusha was talking about. This new politician, this new formation of politicians, will he position people against other politicians or he won't take them into consideration? He'll be grateful to those that are against him because on them he'll be able to show how true his method really is. Because it's the truth. <laughs> so he won't have, so it won't be hate against them, but gratitude. That's an interesting turning point. Yeah. Thank you. Japanese Soji Marimoto, the Japanese 35 year old Soji Marimoto holds a master's degree in physics from Osaka University. He advertised for rent, a person who does nothing. I'm never busy, always ready. The demand for him was overwhelming. He was invited to dine together, pose for a photo on Instagram, attend concerts. Women hired him for joint shopping trips. Depressed people hired him as a listener. Today, he charges $100 an hour. He is an ever-growing demand. He published books. TV shows are based on them. He now has over 270,000 followers on Twitter. What does this tell you, the demand for such a service? Well, first of all, unfortunately, it tells us about people being lonely. That's the main thing. 
Yeah. That they need to have someone next to them, but they don't. In order to express themselves for everything. And probably, probably, he justifies this hope. He knows how to do it. Probably he's not a physic. Probably he's not a physician, but he's a good psychologist. You know, he knows how to listen, how to talk, do everything. He's not a physicist. He, He knows how to be what he's expected to be everywhere, and it's that simple. It's that he knows how to supplement that person that ordered him. Seems like easy work, but no, no, it's not easy work. It's very hard work. It's uh, psychological hard work, but probably it's worth it. People are paying. So a person needs someone who won't put pressure on him, that will listen to him. It's not just that he, it's not subjugating himself or anything. But his position, his role is very lively, actually. You, as a script writer, you're supposed to understand it. You imagine you're called, you come to a meeting from afar, you see, suppose that woman or a man or an old person or old woman or a young lady. That's also lonely. It doesn't matter, lonely or not. You need to blend into that perfectly. Like into a glove. So were humanity to have similar qualities, then we would be able to... There'd be the uh, enormous amount demand for it because humanity is becoming more lonely, especially in Japan, where people don't get married, don't meet, don't give birth. Yeah. So the world's advancing toward these services becoming. These services will actually reveal that which we're lacking, and people will gradually start learning for it to become a profession, to become that way. It's not about a profession. I want to have such a person next to me that would complete me and that I could complete them, and then I'll be happy. And that will be happiness, yes. Completing people, completing each other. And as a capitalist, what does it mean to you? That's called love of others, loving your fellow man. As simple as that. Yeah. It's what you need to show another person, and the other person will be happy to show you. He thinks that he's making money, but actually it's something completely different in him. Yeah, probably. I think that He's not doing it for the sake of money, even though that he lives off it, right? But he's not doing it for the sake of money. So, suppose if he won't get paid for it, he's already, you know, they'll pay him pennies. Will he continue doing it? He's already, like, in it. I'm sure that if he does his work, if he does good work, 
then he's not doing it for the sake of money. You know, I thought we'll scrutinize how tricky he is. No, 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 no. That's impossible. It won't work. Well. It wouldn't work then. He'd break something and leave. Yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't order. He wouldn't be ordered. But this way, there's a rumor that there is such a person. Yeah, yeah, it's Japan. It's not just a rumor. You know, everything's immediately written down. So, to get the big picture, I like it that this is a kind of love of others for others on his part. Correct, yes. It's when you adjust yourself to the other person, and he's happy about you, and he responds to you in the same way, and you're happy that they're happy. Yeah. It's a kind of love toward another person. Thank you. Chicago scientists have developed an algorithm, an AI that accurately predicts where an, where an attack or theft will occur in a week. The accuracy radius is 300 meters. The inventors say, we have created a digital twin of the urban environment. If you give it data about what happened in the past, it will tell you what will happen in the future. The algorithm was tested in Chicago, Atlanta, Los Angeles. It works. So, how do you like this algorithm? Very good. It scans everything and says, there they'll have, you'll have theft, there you'll have murder, according to certain data. I want to ask, can we do the same with the world? Because we know the past of the world, more or less. We know the history of continents, countries. You don't need to scan nothing. No need for artificial intelligence. No need for nothing. Can you predict the future of the world that we know a lot about, actually? What will happen where? Ah, what will happen where? This I can't. For this, you need data, information about those places. And then will it be possible to scan? Yeah, but otherwise, there's nothing new. So it's possible, but I don't think that, well, maybe the police, maybe some other bodies will want to use it. But actually, I can't imagine something like that. You all the time tell us about the development of the ego, how it developed even historically, in terms of time. Knowing this, can we predict the future of mankind? I hope that the ego will not develop in the same way, but if it will continue, then it will continue developing even further, more exponentially, and if we will not try to limit it in any way and correct it, then, of course, it's a world war then. So this criminal, our ego, his actions are more or less clear. Absolutely. Meaning he's uh, working in order to direct everything for my own sake, for me. And it leads just to one thing. If everyone's like you, then what? 
If they're like me, then maybe we'll be afraid of, you know, approaching each other. We'll build walls. We'll understand our nature. Yeah, but one way or another, eventually you'll go loose. So, one way or another, you can't deal with this criminal. So, what do we need? We need to understand that it's a criminal or what? What's the main goal? The goal of what? Of of man, of uh, your yours as a researcher, to understand that the criminal is the ego. Of course, everyone's a criminal. Every person, from baby to old man, everyone is a criminal. Everyone's as an egoist. And if so, and if so, then in potential they're all murderers or well, in short the destroyers of mankind. So actually, if it develops in us this gene uh, of criminality, then there's no future. Nothing can be, but nonetheless, the future of the world is known, and it's gradually becoming revealed, meaning we're being taught. We're like in a play that shows us the development of humanity with its ego on the one hand and with the method of development and advancement to the correct state on the other. And in the correlation of these two forces, on the one side the development of the ego on the other the need to unite, connect connection of egoists yeah and here we're shown in what way will it all happen so this is what's stunning that it doesn't put handcuffs on a criminal it works with them differently it doesn't put him in prison we're in prison one way or another. We're all criminals. So it's, it all comes from that. And the, the task is not to put in prison, but to get out of prison. How do you take a criminal out of prison, right? The task is to show the criminal that he's in prison, that he'll want to get out of prison, that he'll know how to do it, and that he will release himself and everyone. That's the task, mission. Yes, that's what Kabbalah does. Yeah. Until now, only individuals could break out of this darkness. But in our time, it doesn't work that way anymore. There needs to be the exodus of the masses. Okay, thank you. Oh, there's something called delayed life syndrome. It's a psychological attitude that causes a person to perceive his life uh, like some kind of diary or rehearsal for something big and meaningful that will come later, as if people are going to live forever. And suddenly, a person wakes up. Suddenly, a senator, a politician, becomes indifferent to prestige, political success, financial status. It seems to me that for the first time, uh, he really wants to enjoy life, um, be with his wife a bit, eat breakfast with a friend, read a book. Why? What happened? He was diagnosed with cancer. So I wanted to ask, is that really the only thing that can awaken a person? 
for him to start living his life suddenly, undoubtedly, yes, when a near end is ensured and everything else simply disappears off the horizon, it loses its importance, that's it. Things that were the most important things for him become rubbish. Yeah. This is how this the fear that needs to be instilled in us. Yeah, like it said, and Master and Margarita. Something that you can't hide from. Well, it doesn't really say anything good about our wisdom. What was it given to us for? What was given? What the wisdom given to us for? Only in order for us to acknowledge that this is how we live our life. That once we the the end is clear to us, then everything besides the end can no longer interest us, and then we look for true values, knowing that the end's near. Yeah, what can we find if the end is near? You know, simple truths. Yeah, go have a drink, eat something with a friend, with a girlfriend. It all happens after the reevaluation of these values, events. So everything loses its taste. So here, nothing's left but that every moment that you have left to feel less suffering. And that's it. And more pleasure. Yeah, drugs. This is a drug? No. I'm saying that he needs drugs to disconnect himself. Yeah. Calmly disconnect my friend. And what do you mean by the truth then? A true moment lived, you know, that, that was worthwhile. That Well, I'm not in favor of living in, that, in just one moment. That's my philosophy. My philosophy is that the world, that life needs to consist of many such moments and more and more of them. And then is it possible to think about cancer or some other disease that it's not important or the inevitable end that will come to everyone. And then a person will clearly understand how he needs to live his life, what to leave, what to do about himself, with himself. What do you put in that moment? I agree to live the moment and the next moment and the next one and prepare the next moment to lift yourself above your animate nature, your beastly nature, and as quickly as possible, in the most vivid and effective way, to achieve the quality of bestolen love that is unrelated to our world. And that way, to prepare yourself for the world of the future. That's it. It'll be a very effective way of using the world in name of the future world, the future life. So you think that when a person's given such a limit, like a disease that can't be cured, it's done for the sake of that. For the sake of that, you need to prepare people that will serve these 
so-called poor people. I don't consider them poor. I think that they're actually given a tremendous opportunity to correct themselves, change themselves, lift themselves to the degree of the next world, to the degree of love. Yes, and let them enter it calmly, expecting when will it happen for them to aspire for it. So, miserable are those that are left in this world actually not knowing, meaning burning their time on the pleasures of this life. And those can rise, those can in advance rise above all that, and suddenly they see, ah, the disease is gone. And then the question of, what did I do it all for then? Someone someone cheated me. You know, I worked, I worked, I tried. and Okay, so this is the trick that the Creator plays on man. And you're in favor of these tricks. I'm in favor of deceiving man for him to decide for him to reach his correct equation of life and death, and from that decision to change his life. The word deceive, isn't it kind of harsh? No, we're talking about egoists. Otherwise, what? Of course you need to deceive him. You need to fool the ego all the time, like we're being fooled now. But here, it's more serious. Okay, thank you. Psychologists say that another factor in preventing divorces and quarrels is to sleep in the same bed, always under the same blanket. Whether you want it or not, you need to either settle your relationship or improve it. That means you can't go anywhere. There needn't to be literally an abyss between man and a woman, between husband and wife, different rooms, beds, etc. As far as I understand this is a modern point of view, our forefathers didn't share these views because they had the male and female parts were separate. Always the male and female parts existed separately and did not sleep together. They didn't. Subconsciously you feel that there's someone next to you and it's not good. You're not resting and you need to actually rest. Yeah. You need to be with yourself and with who you are and not that there's someone else next to you that nonetheless is someone else. So either you control yourself all the time. No, I can't even say that. To control or to limit or what. I think that it's simply a no-no. So why do the male and female parts, each of them needs to have their part, their half? Because to begin with, we're two halves. Where did you ever see that a man and a woman really dive together in all the time together? 
yeah. and put them in the grave next to each other. And in us, in man, the male and female parts are also divided in every person. Of course, and not only in every person, in every atom, in every piece of data, information. Because it's impossible for the nine spirit of the Malchut to connect, but only after they're ready for it. And based on the mutual collision between them, is there a mutual permeation and a new life's born as a result? But all that is only temporary. It is an act and no more. Well, the, the basis is clear. Will they ever connect? No, never. Never, ever. These will be the clear, correct interconnections between the Creator and the created being, between the male and female parts where the Creator is the male and creation is the female. Yeah, it's like a question, will the ego ever disappear? No, it won't. It will be used correctly in our connection. So what is the end of correction then? When they correctly interact with one another, the ego and the, the egoism and altruism and sustain a clear balance between them altruism being the male and egoism being the female parts. Yeah. And understanding that one cannot realize itself without the other. Thank you. Good luck.